0: on the 28th of May. So get in and get your tickets. Now they are going very fast. Please go to guiltyfeminist.com and just click on live shows for any of these events. I'm a feminist, but if I met John Hamm in a dark bar, (laughs) and he was alone, and I said, hey, can I buy you a drink? And he said, no, but can I buy you one? (laughs) And I said, yes why not and he said what do you do and I said I'm a comedian but I'm best known for a podcast and he said that's so funny I was literally just listening to a podcast (laughs) I was listening to um do you know Joe Rogan (gasps) I'd pretend I hadn't heard him and change the subject and then fuck
1: him That is my favourite one you've done for ages. (laughs) I love
0: that. I would. I just changed the subject. I just think he mustn't have said that. He couldn't have said that. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't investigate. John. Hmm? Pardon. What was that?
1: Oh, he's an absolute weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a sort of men's rights
0: activist. Sort of like you can't say anything anymore, and is sort of yeah,
1: yeah. He's not.
0: He's not. um, I'm so sorry. I have to hear names three times unless I do a mnemonic. (laughs) Okay, if I have, that's a confessional for me, not for you. So we can't really confess on behalf of others. I did not Um, think
1: that Kingston would turn out to be our first like really heckly one. No, we've toured this show to Plymouth and it was fine. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Was it? It was a hen night of a show, that show. That was yeah. fucking great, actually.
1: Okay. Um, um,
0: just, sorry, I forgot, I've, I have to be reminded of names. Just Can you just tell me again? I'm Maria, this is your own M- Maria and Athene. Okay, I'll need to write that down. Maria and Athene. Um, I just, the reason I think I should know is I feel I'm going to speak to you again. <laughs> without.
2: <laughs> it just
0: seems apparent, so I don't want to. I don't want to keep being rude. I'd rather say early on in the interaction, I'm so sorry I've forgotten your name, than let it go so long that you can't. Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Thank you.
1: I'm a feminist, but um, last night when I saw that Harry Styles' trousers had ripped open in his concert, um, I spent nearly an hour online watching all the different videos of it. <laughs> Desperately trying to catch just a flash of his giblets. <laughs> he surely he wears pants. Doesn't I he don't wear know. underwear? I've looked from every angle, every <laughs> audience video of that, I have zoomed in on. And it's all shadow and leg.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, my God. I still remember Harry Styles when he was a little boy on... the. Shh, the... Shh, shh, shh. Isn't he just like 16 Deborah. on X Factor? Moving
1: on. No... No, he could... I mean,
0: if you actually got close to him, you wouldn't know whether he to could snog him or... He could a beard if he
1: wanted to now, and I would be that beard.
0: <laughs> I just feel if I were backstage alone with Harry Styles, I wouldn't know whether to snog him or breastfeed him.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> I told you it might be borderline tonight. You were warned. I'm a feminist, but last night, I took my goddaughter to the Box Burlesque Club in London for her 18th birthday, a club so decadent and hedonistic that some of the acts were so depraved, I kink-shamed them in my head (gasps) and with my face and with my mouth to my friends. (laughs) I, I was just like, oh, my God. But what happens to me in those situations? Does anyone here know the box has been to the box? Just give us a cheer. Yeah, just a few people. It's extraordinary, isn't it? like it's an amazing experience i definitely i'm so glad i went and i Well, i'll take you um but you just have to be ready and also you will never be able to get ready
1: Uh, i hosted a burlesque night once Mm. and the final act it was involuntary i screamed
0: (laughs) it was so shocking to me and i thought i couldn't be shocked i want
1: to know what shocked you i'll tell you what shocked me now, tell me. They, I was hosting it, and I knew it was going to be odd when they went, you can just host it like a normal stand-up. I was like, good, I mean, I am sort of a normal... I don't do burlesque. And they were like, no, no, it's fine. Could you, could you dress as a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> so I just got a baggier shirt than normal. <laughs> uh, um, <coughs> and, then, um, yeah, yes. actually, it was amazing. I found the whole night fascinating and gorgeous and mm. glorious. But the last act, I didn't see what was going on I'm quite naive. Um, I thought she was just doing lovely dancing around a chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, she pulled an enormous necklace out of her tuppence and swacked a load of twat juice all over the audience, Ooh. spinning it round. <laughs> and I... When the, uh, the necklace came out, I went...
2: Ah! ho <laughs> 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 oh, oh,
1: oh. <laughs> oh, your mama No, I didn't say that. I was like, oh. whoa, Nelly, your neck!" Um, and Why it was. do you, you become? Could see the audience going like, ugh, ugh, yeah, oh, very nice. Mm, good burlesque.
0: Uh, uh, uh. Why do you become Kramer from Seinfeld when hey, you see no. something outrageous in burlesque? Hey, uh,
1: it's involuntary, my exclamations, and those are my two at the moment. Uh, this was a while ago. I, I become
0: would have been sworn. in those situations. I become. I think I'm going to be super cool, but I always become Louis Theroux. <laughs> like I just don't know what to do with my face, so I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at one point there was an act who was a, a, a ballet dancer yeah. and she was on point mm. but she was also pretty naked and uh doing extraordinary things but there was a sort of snm element to it at the same time and i leaned over to my friend and said well those ballet lessons paid off didn't they <laughs> I'm not sure it was what her mum had in mind when she was dropping her off on a Wednesday afternoon. On a Saturday morning, driving her to back. I'm just not sure it was what she... But she was absolutely amazing, and we were all so incredibly impressed by her, you know, abilities. Um
1: How do you follow that? Um, I'm a feminist, but I had an experience recently that's made me think I might have to buy some new tits. And I didn't think I was ever going to be that guy. But it's got to the point now where... So the other day, my partner put her arm around me and then in like, you know, like a sort of invited sexual harassment, nice, sexy way, went to touch, you know, went to squeeze my boob. Mm. Um, and they were too far down. <laughs> it was too she far down. She had hands, had to keep. She, her hand. She's got quite a long arm. <laughs> and she couldn't reach. She And I, it became so clear what she was trying to do and she didn't, good on her she didn't like try and slither away and pretend it hadn't happened she I basically had to scoop it up from around my waist and lift it back up and sort of just at least just to get it high enough that she could at least give it a pat it (laughs) And I so think I have to- want, I str- I'm not someone who, I don't give a fuck, you know, all tits are great tits, etc. But when it gets to that point where you're having to sort of scrapple it back up off your waistline, I'm going to have to get some sort of reinforced upper pant if they keep getting lower and lower. They're like a couple of empty fucking socks. And that, I, I don't want to have to scoop them up for her. Or uh, maybe, I don't know.
0: Listen, those breasts have breastfed your son. Oh, God. They're beautiful. (laughs) Number one. Number two, the answer is if you're having a romantic night in, pop a bra on. Pop a Wonderbra on. I don't want to keep a bra on,
1: though. No, but if you're
2: having a
0: sexy night in. That there was to be clear, Deborah, I did have a
1: bra on. There's only so much a bra can do, Debs. Well, I I mean,
0: in that case, the bra's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but not enough. I think you just need a better bra. I don't think that's about you at all. I think that's about a better bra. I really, really do. I really, really do. I don't think it's you, and I don't think you should get new tits. Of course, anyone who wants augmented breastage situations, no judgment for me at all. I, I genuinely think everyone should have what they want. If they're clear-headed and they want it, and they they're not being overly influenced by the patriarchy, can I yeah. do another one? Because I get lost in this. Subject. I wonder if it's still. I don't know how being...
1: for the patriarchy if you're doing it so that you can pop it into another woman's hand more easily. That's the real. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah,
0: I don't know. There we go. I don't know. More of an I'm a feminist hand. I do, what I do know is I'm making my Louis Theroux face. <laughs> what do I do? How do I look? Um. I'm a feminist, but backstage there was a running gag about Tom being my husband, which he is, but it wasn't clear at first that he was. Um, He just pruriently, it sounded like he pruriently started discussing details of my life. And I had to explain to our guest, just to be clear, he doesn't just work for the (laughs) theatre. He's not talking about my fertility issues. And he's just, she thought I think he was a stage manager or something. And was like, (laughs) he seems to know a lot and I went it's my husband as well as the producer of the show and she went oh and then Jess said something and he actually chipped in something for Jess as well and I went oh he's also married to Jess <laughs> and then I looked at her and went you do know if you do this podcast you become a sister wife <laughs> and I was very pleased with that joke I think she's still not sure because <laughs> she said my agent mentioned something but I can't remember what it was now <laughs>
1: I'm a feminist, but this week I realised I've historically confused a desire to get absolutely hammered um, with what might actually turn out to be sort of normal physical thirst. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, (laughs) am. I've had, um... (laughs) I, have you ever done this i've I, I, I i've this never i've never had this up before um because actually i've not been drinking loads of booze in the last few years but i i had a really stressful week at work right the hack joke is that comedians get up late and blah, blah, blah. actually especially the women that do this job generally most of us are never not a woman on the edge and we're all over like self-employed life like it's hard I've had a really hard week was getting up at 5 30 to do a load of writing before my son gets up um writing every single crack of the day like losing my mind it's all coming to an end soon um but a script that i've been really through the mill with going back and forth back and mm. forth finally got signed off mm. right and um I, writing. I yeah but i had this feeling of being like <gasps> oh god i'd love to get cunted like i just thought <laughs> oh i'd really love that but I, uh, but i was like on my way to work, to a gig, in the car. So it wasn't yeah. going to happen. No, it wasn't time. I stopped time. for petrol and bought myself just a bottle of Fanta. And, um, yeah, I drank, like, drank it and really enjoyed it. I so, thought, oh, it's actually, I was just thirsty. This is wow. And now I realise, like, a lot of my 20s... You would just have been spent. A l- yeah. I was just gasping. I was just dehydrated. I spent my 20s munted. And I think I could have just drank a few more fizzy...
2: Drinks,
0: drinks. yeah, yeah. Live from the Rose Theatre in Kingston, The spontaneous Show presents The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah wife, right, guest host Jessica Mostakiew and our very special guest, Catherine Cohen, talking about Confession. The guilty feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st-century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which. Oh, them. Thank you. It's as close as I'll ever get to singing "Hey Jude." Um, <laughs> I'm Deborah Francis White. With me is Jessica Q and we are talking about confessions. Mm, that's right. Uh. Hello. It was such a what
1: snazzy a... theatre. It's quite sexy, isn't it? Yeah, I've had a stand-up gig here, and I stank it out. Because it wasn't you, lovely lot. It was your Tory parents. <laughs> it was hard work. I've already, just from a cut of your jib, standing backstage and realised <laughs> you are. Thank God. lot. give us a that. cheer if
0: you've got Tory parents. <laughs> Did they enjoy Jess Foster-Q's show more than they seem to? Oh, oh, Nelly. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> walkouts. There were walkouts.
0: Um, do you have any Catholicism in your background? Confessionally None. style things? Any times in your life where you've had to confess? Oh in oh. a big way do you enjoy Probably. confessing
1: to things well, do you
0: like getting things off your chest I Sometimes.
1: have um, I'm just coming to the end of a tour of, of a show in which I confessed to having I think made a, an error in the sense that oh, so I've been doing stand up as of a few weeks ago for 15 years oh I know. congratulations thanks think I'd be better at it, but um, <laughs> I'm a feminist, but standard. I n- sometimes read about myself. Um, so, uh, no, thank you. I, for the yes, Thank you, I am Huge, good at now. I, am, I don't have a problem with saying I'm good at it now. I'm good, I'm good at it now. But what is interesting, I think, is that 15 years in, it's only about a year and a half ago that I genuinely looked around and thought, I'm not sure all the other comedians are actually telling the truth. <laughs> And they're making it up. I did think we had to. Did you? Did you and think it I all had to give, be confessional? I have given away every single fact, <laughs> truth, secret. Mm-hmm. It, I, my Wikipedia page is 100% fucking accurate. Oh, that was an That's error. That's disgusting, yeah, that, was an error. that was uh, an error. It's sort of almost insulting I haven't got any stalkers or clones. <laughs> my date of birth's on there. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That uh, is, I fucked it so hard. I've got nothing left to give away. There's no, like, I'm, a, I'm not a, an open book, sort of like a permanently wrenched open book that you can't ever close. I love telling, I love just saying the actual truth about what happened. I've had to get wiser as I've got older, uh, yeah. even about giving away, because it, it's all going to well being confessional, but then you sort of In doing so, you give away things about other people who've been in your life, especially close to you. Mm -hmm. So I've really had to sort my shit out.
0: Yeah, there is an old proverb that says, it's a curse to have a writer in the family. Ah, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Is it? Yeah, and people fall out with their families because they tell it all. When I was younger, I remember saying to a friend oh, no, there's certain things I wouldn't say or do on stage because I'd be worried about what my mum thought. And she said, well, then you're not a proper artist. And it's always been burnt into my brain. So I've tried to get braver and braver. And honestly, as I've got further away geographically from my family... And my mum doesn't really know how to use the internet. I have got so much braver <laughs> just because I assume she will never hear it. And I suspect if she did, she would pretend she hadn't and everything would be fine. Lovely. So that's how I've got brave. But I wouldn't want to go on stage and be like, you know, there's things that I couldn't, you know, say. But also, I feel like, you know, I have to do 52 shows a year. There are yeah. things that I didn't mean to say, but I needed content desperately in the moment. <laughs> 52 hours of content a year at least yeah and it all has to be new because it's a podcast and of course sometimes i repeat myself but if i do people complain so i've got a you know 52 hours of stuff i mean obviously other people are there as well but there's a lot of stuff that requires a lot of stuff yeah. so i've told all
1: sorts of things that i regret <laughs> me all too sorts. and my list of people in my life who i'm not allowed to do any material about anymore is huge now
0: oh do they tell you they say don't mum, banned. Oh, yeah
1: Band. Yeah, my oh, that's ex, a shame. My son's dad. Eh, eh, no more bands. Oh,
0: bands, and they've actually. And you've have you stuck by that enforced yeah. that ban? You've said okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, if, if you told us something recorded. tonight, they're not here. Yeah. If, so we could well, uh, we could so, edit it out. Yeah. So if yeah. you need to get something off your chest about oh, them, God, we could so just have things.
1: a. <laughs> okay. So many. All right. Things. Well,
0: I'm going to save that now till we have our amazing <laughs> okay. guest on. All right, are you ready for some startup comedy? Let's yeah. please welcome stage, the incredible Jessica Foster-Q. Yeah.
1: Hiya. Recently, uh, I've been commissioned by a high street chain to write loads of jokes about poo-poo um, and other bodily functions to raise awareness about gut health. So I've got a lot of leftover jokes about gut health. You're welcome, you. Kingston. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, right, okay, right. These are the leftover jokes. And I think, by the way, I think it's really good to talk about gut health. I think, I think especially, and I think it feels feminist to talk about gut health because I think women especially are sometimes still in a culture of it not being on lady Lights to talk about their shits. Um, So we should, we should, because it's really important. Anyway, so um, here we go. Do you remember that hearsay song, Look Inside Yourself? Well, it turns out (laughs) it's actually (laughs) about looking at your own poos to see if your gut's healthy. God, they're ahead of their time. (laughs) Over half of us are putting up with bloating and gas. (sighs) Sorry, that noise is insensitive. (laughs) It's very written, isn't it? But if we can just get on board with the energy... Some women are especially shy um, to talk about farts because they think it's not cool or ladylike. But not me, because guys, we all fart. Even Beyonce farts, sure, she's got 28 Grammys, but albums aren't the only thing she drops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually from a family of, I would say, quite elite pro-level farters. Um, <laughs> ha- hashtag blessed. Um, LAUGHTER the best one I've ever done. I was wearing lots of layers, um, uh, and, and on um, quite a sort of like um, quite a sheen, quite a sort of um, quite a sort of leathery sofa. Um, and amazingly, the fart came out, and it sounded like a thousand birds all leaving a cage at once. <laughs> Even Rory Bremner can't do that impression, not of his bumhole. <laughs> my dad is (laughs) some of you are loving it and rotating. (laughs) loatating and my dad is impressive too he did a guff once so long right and so tuneful that it sounded like a bugle honoring a fallen soldier (laughs) before i knew what was happening i was standing upright upright and saluting (laughs) had tears in my eyes actually that could have been the fumes um next theme constipation deb's are you okay Okay, I'm sorry. Um, No, keep going, keep going.
0: It's important for me. This is confessional. The theme is confessional. You're
1: doing great. Don't fire me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, constipation. Right. I was once on the toilet for so long that I went in with a newspaper and by the time I came out I understood quantitative easing. (laughs) (laughs) The irony! Um, The alternative isn't great either though. Diarrhea, sometimes caused by stress, which cruelly often brought on by trying to spell it. Um, acid reflux sounds like a party movement from the 90s but in reality it's even worse than that <laughs> um, my tummy makes quite loud growling noises um, which are officially called, does anyone already know I bet someone here does, do you know what the science name is for tummy gurglings yes borbarygmi! It's Borbarygmite well done my, It sounds very snazzy. It uh, makes it sound like a sophisticated succulent you might have in your conservatory. <laughs> Not mine. Acid reflux is like a terrible film sequel no one asked for. Roast Dinner 2. Revenge of the Fifth Potato. Just when you thought it was safe, it's back. And this time, it's on fire. <laughs> um, the dream poo, and we're all in the quest for the perfect poo, is, um, in my opinion, one where it's effortless but gloriously efficient where, like, the the poo-poo's chief of command has flown them home to safety, and it's time for these boys to parachute back down to their loved ones, and he's going, go, 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 all out, all out, no man left behind, and then afterwards it's as if they were never there at all. As much as I'm honoured to be part of any campaign that supports and promotes gut health, I don't really want to mainly be remembered for jokes about shit. (laughs) I'm above that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, I've been Jessica Uh, Foster-Poo. No, thank you. Please, welcome to the mic. Deborah Francis Wise.
0: Hello, 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 Rose Theatre. It's wonderful to be here. I don't think we've ever come to Kingston before. This is new for us. Thank you so much for coming out and demonstrating it wasn't a poor decision. Thank you. Has anyone schlepped into London before to see The Guilty Feminist? Give us a cheer. Are you really thrilled that we've come out here saying we were the ones to have to catch the train? Yeah. Absolutely, because a lot of people don't bother, you know, they just <laughs> loiter around. And not us, it's, it's only taken seven years <laughs> and four months. <laughs> um, and we're here now, and that's the main thing. And it's so nice not to be at home, isn't it? To be out in this post-pandemic world where I can touch you, If I, I don't know. Is that still al- is that allowed? Is that allowed? It's allowed, we'll, do, it. we'll can we just do a fist bump. Excellent, <laughs> super, lovely. Hopefully no one got COVID during that fist bump. I don't think so. I just tested, I, I haven't got it. So if anyone gets COVID out of that fist bump, it's your fault. I instigated it though, so we'll call it even. Um, what was that? I consented. This, this is the kind of feminism <laughs> you can expect to see all evening. I consented before any interaction with any audience members. Nay, comedian, I will say, do I have consent for you to do stand-up comedy? Do I have consent? Yes, yes, yes. You're consenting to seeing stand-up comedy. That was implied when you bought the ticket, I'm afraid. Uh, that was implied. Not each individual. Can you imagine if the show was me asking each individual, do you consent to seeing stand-up comedy? Do you consent to seeing stand the, the, the time would have run out. Um, listen, it's so wonderful. So you give us a cheer if you listen to The Guilty members at home. Yeah! Give us a cheer if you don't know what you're at. Yeah. Okay, you were very keen there. Can I just ask you? What, yeah, I was, what was that? I'm very eager. I just can't help you. You're very eager and you can't help yourself. Yeah. Interestingly, though, did you come? Why are you here? If, if not, I mean, delighted you are here. Don't mean to be. <laughs> what are you doing here? It's my mother yeah. and I bought the tickets. Oh, you're her mother? Proud feminist. Proud feminist yeah. bought the tickets yeah. for your daughter. And do you listen to The Guilty Feminist? Or you just saw There's Something With Feminism On at the local theatre? My mum to this <laughs> is us. Oh! I love you both. I love isn't that, a, that is a heartwarming story that really gives you faith in the year 2023, doesn't it? That a mother would send a link to a daughter saying, this is us. Um, I warn you, it might not be. Um, <laughs> might be false advertising. We don't know yet. We'll see. It's, 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 you know it's comedy, right? Yes, yes. Oh, good, good, good. I would agree that that is a good job. It's a good job. If you're listening at home and you didn't hear that, um, uh, sorry, what's your name? Maria just said, it's a good job. We're not fussy. Um, If you're listening internationally, that is uh, the official slogan of Britain. Uh, It's a good job we're not fussy. That's why we continue to vote this government in. It's a good job we're not fussy. We just say every four years, it's a good job we're not fussy. I think, Britain, we could afford to get a bit fussier. Don't you think? Just a bit fussier. Because are you watching the news about these cabinet ministers? These fucking cunts. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know I'm in the home counties. (laughs) Lying fucking cunts. Thank you. What an excellent heckle. What an excellent heckle. I know it's five o'clock and I'm in the home counties, but I can't help myself. I'm sorry. It's it's a tea-time show, and I'm in either Sussex or Surrey for sure. And uh, it's definitely one of the ones that starts with S. And I, It's Surrey, isn't it? Surrey, yeah. As in, if you're listening internationally, sorry? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I, I, I really did know it was sorry, but I thought just in case it's not. Um, uh, if you're listening internationally, it's not like with a fringe on top. It's, um, it's a place. It's a place. Um, it's very. It's got very village-like qualities, hasn't it? It's a lovely. It's charming. It's a char- It's very charming. Every time I come to Kingston, I go. It's so totally charming, isn't it? It's really, really charming. It's somewhere. If if you're listening internationally, or even in another part of the UK and you haven't been here, it's. Um, it's a place you'd come for afternoon tea. Um, what, else do you, what else is good about Surrey that you would sort of shout out? Wine bars. Wine bars. Anything else? John Lewis. John Lewis. Wow, wow. Wow. I've been to more intersectional parts of the country, I'll say that. Wine bars and John Lewis. How, how, is, how is Surrey for feminism? oh my god that was the most sorry response someone went uh and someone else went woo. Um, so it's somewhere between uh and woo uh for feminism but listen you're here you're here out out my feminist army my feminist army my feminist army of imperfect queens, kings, and everything in between, monarchs, just gender-neutral monarchs. Uh, we're here. We are, we're out in January, ready to fight the patriarchy. It's not even February yet, but here we are. We've come out in the cold on a Sunday, well wrapped up, drinking before 5pm, ready to, fe- we're not those kind of fair-weather feminists that leave it till March. Leave it till it gets a bit sunnier. No, we're fucking fighting the patriarchy. First week of the month, some of us are doing dry January. Let's be honest, not many. The first thing, the first thing anyone shouted up was wine bars, which tells me how dry January's going here in Surrey. I mean, frankly, uh, who, who is anyone doing dry January? Just give us a cheer. Oh my God. Two people. <laughs> But they said it's disc- the most disconsolate woos in the history of woos. It's like, oh, woo I'd rather do boos than woos. Um, yeah. Uh, who was doing Dry January? Give us a cheer. Yeah. They're the cheers of some extremely drunk people who are now drinking in the last 10 days of January everything they would have normally drunk between the 1st and the 31st. All right, this is confessional, so I've written something special that I'm going to confess. I don't know if it'll all go out on the podcast, I might change my mind and take it back.
2: Um,
0: I would like to know why confidence arrives just as collagen is leaving the building. (laughs) Sometimes have treatments to my face. Nothing invasive, just things to provoke collagen. Painful sonic wands and stuff like that. I go to Dr. Leah, who who won The Apprentice. (laughs) So in a way, I pay Alan Sugar for my age-defying treatments. (laughs) I'm not trying to turn back time, just stop it. (laughs) It has led to a number of philosophical conversations with Dr. Leah herself. I have literally sat in her chair, arguing with her that what she's doing to me is in some ways not feminist. (laughs) Once I won the argument, around halfway through the treatment, But I told her to keep going because there's no point going halfway with hypocrisy. (laughs) If I've learned anything from this conservative government, I've learned that. Another time a treatment was so painful, I shouted, stop, stop, I can't do it anymore. And she stopped and then I shouted, no, keep going, I want to look younger. (laughs) Another time a treatment was so painful, the doctor who was administering it, wasn't Leah, said, please stop shouting, because you might put off other clients in other rooms in the clinic. I said, in that case, it's a public service. It was clear that the doctor was still keen for me to stop shouting. So I had to sing four verses of all that jazz instead to deal with the pain. That is not made up. I was lying on a chair and someone had this kind of it's like these sonic waves and sometimes they do it they it's just it's not invasive or anything it's just they just do this and it was such a painful one. Oh my god it was called all therapy and i was lying there the only thing i could do instead of shouting i had to shout otherwise i was just lying there someone was lying down someone was like going on my neck and I was going, come on, babe, why don't we paint the town and all that jazz yes, and all that jazz? Yes. Four verses. All the choruses. I love my life. When I came to that line, that seemed a bit ironic. The technology has got a lot better, so it hurts much less now, and the results are amazing. I've sometimes had Morpheus 8 at Dr. Leah. I'm aware that sounds like an evil Marvel villain but it really is a procedure that picks a fight with your lazy collagen until it stands up and shouts, do you want a piece of me? Starts to fight back. This is not an ad, but for weeks after Morpheus 8, I look like I'm 12 years old. (laughs) Six months later, my jawline looks like it might be allowed on a television. And a woman who gave me a facial recently told me my collagen had so much bounce, she was amazed and phased and demanded to know why. I told her it was Morpheus 8, she said I'm booking in. When show business no longer cares what women look like, I will relax and allow my collagen to do what it wants, when it wants, and stop provoking it into jumping jacks. But honestly, Daniel Craig is one year younger than Julia Roberts. (laughs) No, think about that. Daniel Craig is one year younger than Julia. Daniel Craig, as he is now, and always has been, one year younger than Julia Roberts. Imagine if she had his grey hair and wrinkles. Imagine his wrinkles and hair on her. Would she be paid millions of dollars to do dad dancing with vodka or to be a detective with a bad accent? No, she fucking wouldn't. The reason she's paid all that money is she's had Morpheus 8, loads of it. I don't make the rules. I know I should break the rules, but I want someone else to go first. Can it be Julia Roberts? Why should it be me? She's more beautiful than me in the first place why should it be me that starts I guarantee you I'll never do anything invasive or like under the knife I'm gonna say I guarantee you I don't know that's a I don't know I don't know if I'm telling you all the things I've had I might be lying I might not be confessing everything I haven't I genuinely haven't I take that back Tom take that back but this is my confessional I do face stuff I'm sorry feminism I've <laughs> never told you that before. I don't know if I'll leave it in. Should I leave it in? Yeah. Right, thank you. I, can I forward the emails? I'm going to get onto you. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Guilty Feminists. This is Deborah, just Briefly interrupting to let you know that we have a big Guilty Feminist live show for International Women's Day at Leicester Square Theatre in London on the 4th of March. Get your tickets now. It's going to be a spectacular one. We'll be in King's Place in London on the 17th of March and we'll be at 21 Soho in London on the 18th, 19th and 20th of March. Get your tickets now. We've been having some fabulous times recently back out at live shows. We miss you come back out, get tickets soon though, because a lot of them are selling out. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Even if you've rated and reviewed it before, it really helps other people find it. You can rate, review and subscribe every episode if you want to. Please give us five stars and tell people about the podcast online or with your face. You can also join our Patreon to get ad-free episodes. And now back to the podcast. Our guest today is a comedian, actress and writer based in New York. In 2019, she won the coveted title of Best Newcomer at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. She's the co-host of the popular podcast Seek Treatment and her debut one-hour comedy special The Twist, She's Gorgeous, is now streaming on Netflix. She is genuinely one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen IRL or on Netflix and she is famous for confessional comedy. Please, welcome to the stage and to the mic, the incredible Catherine Cohen!
3: What a dramatic entrance. I'm sure it's possible to come in on this side, but I wanted the drama. Oh my God, thank you for having me. What's everyone's name? I love that. Ah, everyone looks gorgeous. (laughs) Say you too. That was weird. (laughs) Um, My name is Katherine.cohen.com. I am tall for my age, and the first time I gave a blowjob, I took a pregnancy test right afterwards. (laughs) Because I was afraid the cum had trickled. I was afraid maybe the cum, scientifically, had trickled. Now, thankfully, the test was negative, but had it been positive, I would have 100% gone an abortion because I believe everyone deserves access to free and safe abortions, even if they're stupid, stupid sluts who think that swallowing cum can get you pregnant. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I had to clarify that up top since I am an American, which is, of course, humiliating, but I'm also a comedian, which is, as we can all agree, way worse. Thank you. Uncrush your arms because it closes you off to opportunities from the universe. And I want everyone in this crowd to have the best night of their lives. Wow. Everyone at this point is wondering, what's her deal? And the truth is, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I do. He's back in New York. I miss him. By the way, on the f- I am jet-lagged, and I will continue to say that I'm jet-lagged for the next six to eight months, for dramatic effect. So if you don't like my work, oh, she's jet-lagged, she's jet-lagged. If I say something and, and you don't like it, raise your hand and go, not funny to me, not funny to me. so my boyfriend's back in New York oh my god, on the flight over here, I almost forgot I'm kind of, you know, trapped on the flight over here a flight attendant told me I looked so comfy in that moment I ceased being a sexual entity comfy? do I look like I value comfort above all else? in my floor length gown in the afternoon? my god, no, hell My boyfriend's back in New York. He's great, but he recently became an uncle, which I think is kind (laughs) of creepy. I don't want to fuck someone's uncle. (laughs) Well, I didn't sign up for that. Like five minutes after his niece was born, I I texted him. I was like, so does she seem cool? Or like, what's her deal? He didn't respond right away. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) it's happened. He met someone smaller than me. Nightmare. Nightmare. As you can imagine, dating me is what critics and fans alike would call an immersive theatrical experience. <laughs> dating me is sleep no more. My moods, are, they're just up, they're down. I've just been having crazy moods ever since I found out I will one day pass. I was like, mm, I don't like that. Um, I am, of course, knee deep in therapy. But I had to let my therapist go recently because I found out she, and don't tell her I said this, um lifts weights in the shower, which isn't illegal per se, but doesn't it just seem kind of off? I don't know. So I'm looking for a new therapist right now, but um, I, I recently turned 31, which is one of the oldest ages you can ever be. And so people love asking if my boyfriend and I are gonna get married and it's like, of course I wanna get married for attention, but I just find weddings to be humiliating. It's like, if you want to dress up cool and have everyone look at you, try being interesting, right? I mean, right, look at us, right? No offense, no offense, no, 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 no. But I am in love, and so I wrote a little love song about kind of what it's like to be with me. And, you know,
2: <laughs>
3: it's funny, I, um, I saw a guy play one of these once, and I thought, what if girl...
1: Yeah,
3: Rock on. (laughs) If you really knew me, baby, you'd know I'm just a simple girl. There's not a whole lot, honey, I long for in this world. If you want to be with me, there's just one thing I need. That's to be the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, the sky, the air you breathe. So tell me I'm the only one you've ever loved, the only one you ever thought of, the only girl you've ever seen. You never left the house before you met me. I'm the only one you think of at night, the only one you can hold tight, the only person you've ever known. You were born the day we met, you came out full grown. I'm the only one. Tell me I'm the only one. I just need one thing from you, hon. Tell me I'm the only one. If you really knew me, honey, you'd know I'm just a chill-ass queen. I never want for nothing, unless it's everything. So if you want to be with me, there's just one thing to know. Even if I wanna say no, I still want you to propose. Tell me I'm the only one you've ever met. The only one you really get the only person you've ever kissed but somehow you're still really good at this sex shit mine's the only name you've ever said if you're not with me you're never in a bed you don't sleep you don't eat you just praise me even if we have a kid you'd still only call me baby I'm the only one tell me I'm the only one I just need one thing from you hon tell me I'm the only one thank you so much So I don't feel quite ready to settle down. I I'm, I'm, don't think I'm ready to be a mom, but I definitely think I could be a dad. I'd be an amazing dad. Dads are just like, <laughs> pizza. Like that, that's exactly what my dad is like. My mom, on the other hand, she walks around, as most mothers do, with this quiet intensity. This, I think every mother walks around with like a three-act play or like a folk album within her. I realized recently she does this thing. I don't know if she knows she does it, but my mom, when she's by herself and she thinks no one's around, she'll do this thing where she just goes, okay. 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 I'm like, what is going on? I am not ready. I am not ready for that inner turmoil. So I decided to freeze my eggs. Has anyone here frozen their eggs? I know, it's not that popular here. (laughs) I'm quirky. Oh, this is caught in my hair. Relatable. I, um, I froze my eggs. Stop. You're embarrassing yourselves. I froze my eggs. First of all, it costs a million billion dollies. I was like, okay, take... I, pay, I paid for it with a credit card, which feels wrong and illegal. I was like... <laughs> Anyways, basically, when they freeze your eggs, you pay thousands of dollars to inject yourself with these medications that are guaranteed to put you in a horrible mood, and then they put you under. Compliments to the chef. Love that. And they suck out your little eggs. Um, And they actually sucked out, ready for this, 36 eggs. I said, oh my God, I'm going to have 36 daughters. (laughs) 36 backup dancers who are all going to be serving mother goose realness. Afterwards, my panties were a Rothko painting and I was bloated for an eternity. And also like now my girls, my eggies, are just like hanging out in midtown Manhattan and in New York. I'm like, my dad's like, how do you know they're going to give your eggs back. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> so I do miss them and I would love to see them again if the time if the time comes, if I'm ready. Yeah. The whole thing's very stressful. It's very stressful. But I have this actually, before I go, I wanted to share this amazing life hack I found out about. <laughs> if anyone here has ever experienced the emotion of stress. By the way, when a doctor tells you, oh, don't worry about that. It's, it's just from stress. I'm like, oh, so it's impossible to fix. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Wow, everyone's mad at me. Okay. So... <laughs> You guys need to grow up a little bit. Um, No offense, no offense. I would die for everyone here, of course. If you're in this crowd tonight, I would take a bullet for you. Um, What's everyone's biggest fear? Oh, a little shy. Anyways, I found this amazing life hack to relieve stress, and I'm going to share it with you before I go, if that's okay. Yeah, it's like you're supposed to cheer, but um, it is the... It is... No, no, it's too late. Um... It is the daytime, so I'll, let, I'll you know I'll just be like, mm, I got it. Um, I am once again. Jet. <laughs> <left>. <laughs> oh my God oh. This town, I swear to God. <laughs> oh my God. I need a man to do this. <laughs> I need a man to fix my machine. <laughs> I know, I am a feminist, but I sometimes I need a man to fix my machines, usually, like shelves. Furniture? Sorry. I don't want to do it. It's boring. (laughs) I could, but I'd be bored. And what's scarier than being bored, right? (laughs) Fear worse than death. (laughs) Um, Okay. It's hard. Nothing's right. I don't want to go out tonight. And even though I have a boyfriend, all I do is think about the girls he kissed before he knew me. It's hard to see the light. The days turn into the night. I can't keep track of time, is it faster, is it slow? All I do is eat string cheese every 40 minutes. All alone, these endless days got me feeling blue. But there's one thing all of us can still do. I can make myself come with my hand. I can make myself come with my hand. There's still a lot that science doesn't understand. But I can make myself come with my hands. We'll always have that. It's true, this is a shit show. And I do not really know how I'll ever make myself make a real habit. I love to journal three days in a row and then I forget. Oh, this is just hell. Don't even know how to feed myself. Should I intuitively do an intermittent fast? Or just think about food every second of the day till I pass? Even easy shit feels hard to do. But there's one thing that will always soothe I can make myself come with my... I just lie there. I can make myself come with... Don't borrow my pillows. There's still a lot of science doesn't understand I can make myself come with my hands. Beautiful, really. Now of course I really, really like sex You know it feels good to get filled up like that In fact, one time I went to the gynecologist Okay, she's getting raw, relatable, and real Anyways, when the doctor, she put that big metal rod inside of me I was like, isn't it funny how something that normally feels so good can also feel so bad? Ha ha. She didn't laugh at my joke, so I fully dissociated. I need everyone to laugh at my jokes or I get cosmically depressed. Yas queen. One time in college, I drank so much. I had to go to the hospital and when I woke up, there were three nurses there and they were all named Tanya. Thank you, Tanyas. I wish them the best. No, I shouldn't put my body to the test, but I always want to feel good, want to fill that void. Thankfully, to do that, I don't even need a toy. I can't show Come with quiet intensity. My hand. I can Most music sounds like this. Have you been on TikTok? My hands, you are so I can't, but I can't up. with my one more time, everybody. We can make ourselves go with. Use your own, use your own hand. We can make ourselves come with our hands. Not now, do it later at home. (laughs) It's still a lot that science doesn't understand, but we can make ourselves come with our hands. How beautiful is that? Thank you so much.
0: Come join us, Catherine that was fantastic wow. well you
3: have to say that oh you have God. to say it girls you have to say that i mean i do but i'm being sincere and i mean oh yeah. well thank you and i mean thank you <laughs> and so usually after you perform you're like oh bye forever I, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm here yeah
0: i can't wait to see your whole show yeah that's you. for you Can i have that yeah oh, it's, my it's, favorite food it's poor port- for you um that's fantastic. I'm thank so you. looking forward to your show. I just loved your Netflix special so much. Oh, thank I thought you. it was so incredibly so funny. Did I. Um <laughs> my favorite joke, which I think of often, is when you say something, something about someone a man trying to pick you up or something oh, to yeah. be cute. And what do you say? It's I I think I know what it is, but I might misquote it. And you might I hit say. me. Uh,
3: oh, oh, um oh, I think I say something about like you just you know when you know when you're a chubby girl being picked up is like a nightmare. And I think, I think the joke is that like when I was born, I think the nurse handed me to my mom and I was like, it's okay, you can put me down. <laughs> <laughs> I really relate to that. The uh, fear
0: of someone trying to pick me up I and know. like realizing they can't <laughs> uh, just terrifies me, terrifies me. Oh yeah, this
3: guy, I think a guy told me like, oh, my bike can hold a hundred pounds. And I was like, I, I'm not a hundred pounds. Stone, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's mad at me. Um, What's stone's? Oh, uh, 14 100, 100 pounds by is, by is like 14. rail thin. Yeah. And which is also beautiful. All bodies are beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but... I bet the person that knew what Borbarygmire was knows how many stones there are in, four, in 100 <laughs> pounds.
0: 100 pounds for how many stones? Stone? Seven. Seven, seven. Oh, yeah. seven stone? Yeah, no, I can't, get, I can't get on that man's bike.
3: I mean, if I saw seven stones, that's very small. Does he have two bikes? Yeah. Because that's what he's going to need.
0: I hope he's doing well. he's come around and I will straddle both his bikes. (laughs) Oh, I'm confessing too much. Um, It's your effect. Uh, I love the way that you have such a stream of consciousness and you, I think the joy of your comedy, Catherine, is how much you say the things that other people think. And I know a lot of it's ironic and a lot of it's kind of a character, but it feels like there's a deeper truth. You know, it's sort of like there's this little deep truth where the only reason it's funny is because there are these truths popping out or it's like the, not worst. the only
1: reason it's funny it's also beautifully written and performed uh, oh yeah. but like yes no, that's, that's, totally, you, no, no, no that's
0: obviously not the only reason it's beautifully written and beautifully performed <laughs> no but that's implied i think the the the
1: it is, is it, now it
0: is now <laughs> so that's fine it's explicitly said now, yeah. yeah. But I mean, there is that sort of. I think to me, the greatest yeah. art obviously has to be brilliantly written and performed. But also, there's something in it that you go, "Oh fuck," you know, like mm. you see yeah. it and you A identify. Vulnerability it. that oh, comes from oh, that. Yeah, That's and I
3: just love how. Have you always been as brave as you are in the things oh. that you say? Well, thank you for of all. And I no, I don't feel brave at all. I mean, I it's it's it is healing to like. Say something vulnerable and hear people laugh, and I'm like, oh, they must have gone through something similar, and I'm not mm-hmm. crazy. And yeah, when people come to my shows, I just want them to feel less alone, not to be corny. But yeah. Mm.
0: I think that's what I feel when I watch you. I feel less alone. I'm glad. That
1: person doesn't relate and they leave. They feel they're very like, alone. I don't. <laughs> they feel. Like, well, i would probably going to the toilet on their own.
0: Okay. <laughs> or they're, feeling, they're saying, your comedy makes me feel more alone. I'm going.
3: Uh, <laughs> I miss no. them. I miss that person who left.
0: Um, yeah, that's it, there's something about that. When you write your stuff and when you stand up and confess it for the first time, do you ever get stuff where you say it and <laughs> the audience goes, "No, we're not going with you on that one"?
3: Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lucky enough. You you did my show at Club Coming years ago oh, yeah. in New York, and so I'm lucky enough to do like a weekly show, very sm- like a s- small dive bar, very casual, so I can just kind of throw. Stuff out and see what sticks. And every now and then I'll say something and it's crickets. And I'm like, so no one's actually ever been through that. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, and you just write it off.
0: Because I feel that I feel sometimes I have to be really brave to say something, and then the audience go, We will not reward that braveness. <laughs> we will look at you with judgment, and then I just go, Okay, let's
1: pretend it didn't happen and move on. I uh, think that happens all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, think that's especially that's and if you're a confessional comedian or a performer or whatever. You, I don't know, do you have this? I think so often it helps to start by just telling the story and later it becomes stand-up, I would say. Like yep. when actually you've been able to move away from the exact truth. It takes me fucking ages to do that. Sometimes I need to tell the story like 10 times and you write, I, call it, I guess they call it writing on stage, but like the first time you're telling it, oh God, I and mean, it can really feel just like a TED talk.
3: Oh, totally. Especially when you're done with the story and you're like, and there's not a punchline yet. <laughs> so I'll be back in a few months yeah. <laughs> and we'll, re- we'll reconnect uh, do yeah you,
0: i find that i often find a punchline on stage just out of desperation mm. oh that's one, the best feeling one that i yeah. could never write at home as desperation. hard as i tried <laughs> but exactly you're so you're waiting for what sarah pascoe calls the punctuation of the laugh so you Ooh, thought mm-hmm. the laugh was going to come at this point you wrote a good punchline no one else agreed Ooh. yeah <laughs> so then you have to go and I keep talking until you laugh. And then you go, that's the real punchline, can take out these yeah. three sentences. Oh, it's a, it's a lovely, as long as they know it's a work in progress. Um, you know, are there parts of the country in America where they go, you, are there parts that are fun, more fun to tour than others?
3: Totally, I actually haven't toured a ton. I'm kind of like, I only want to go places that I want to go. <laughs>
2: Fair
0: um,
3: no, but I love doing shows in New York and LA and Chicago. And I'm from Texas originally, so I did a show in Houston, my hometown years ago with lots of my former like religious conservative friends, that was a tough one. A prophet like, is never accepted in our
0: hometown. <laughs> it happened to Jesus, it will happen to oh, you.
3: I knew I'd come here tonight and be compared to Jesus.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would never, uh, no, I'm not comparing you to Jesus. He only had 12 followers. You've got hundreds of thousands, haven't you? Like Thank on you. Instagram. How many <laughs> followers
3: have you got on Instagram? Enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's never it's like, you know what? It's never enough. It's, <laughs> Get out your phones. Get Get on board. Be a feminist. Be a feminist and follow me.
1: (laughs) Jesus hasn't got a Netflix special. Mm.
3: Jesus
0: hasn't got a Netflix special. Um, He had a a Netflix special of the day, which the Gospels were probably four Netflix specials, really, of the
3: day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, four, yeah up to. You'd yeah. never get an anthology series away now? Mm. No. not Okay, no,
1: that's no, a very anyway. in-joke. And you yeah. can cut that, Tom. <laughs> yeah, cut that, Tom.
0: <laughs> um, but still looking for a punchline. We, we tried. We yeah, tried. I this kept is an talking. Example. It's an example. Um, are the, what are the things that you most... That you say on stage that... Or have said that are the most, like, relatable to an audience? That you, you feel like there's a real connection?
3: Well, I have a new bit I'm working on... <gasps> about Thomas. what I call belly access... Yeah. Oh. And that's when you're the little spoon and you allow your partner to touch below your boobs and you say, yeah, yeah. go ahead, like grab it. It's okay. You can have belly access. Which for years I was terrified of. So I talked to this on stage and then I posted something about it online and the outpouring of yeah, women being yeah, like, yeah. No way, my husband's not getting belly access. Some being like, but we want the bellies. Let us touch the bellies. There's a big conversation happening about belly access. Yeah. What do you guys think?
1: Fascinating this one. Mm. <laughs> I do think I allow belly access, and but it came by accident because I was offered. Come on. <laughs> she was I searching fell. for the booth? I fell.
0: <laughs> did She told that story before. Did you hear it? It was, oh, it
3: was very relatable because when you're not wearing a bra, you never know where they're going to be. <laughs> they
1: did, yeah. They
3: like, behind somewhere. Somewhere they
1: are. Somewhere in the room.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Oh,
1: no, I didn't. Now I've made it sound like I sort of like I tripped had landed with my guts in her hands. (laughs) Um, No, I had really bad period pain. She was like, maybe I can rub your tummy. And I was like, do you know what? Why not give that a go? Like, it hurts enough to get... And it really was so nice. Mm. It was like a hard rub on the the, Uh. bits. And I was like, Mm. fuck, that's fucking nice. That's so nice. I'm too old to ask a parent to do that. Mm. Um, She's up for it. Um, And then I was like, when I've... Always wanted belly access. I really love tummies on people and people that I fancy. I want to get in a tummy. I love tummies, it's really smashing. And then I think access that sort of opened the door to constant access. And I think uh, once you've given a
0: backstage pass, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. hard to take it back. That sounds like
1: a different pass. (laughs) That is a.
0: That's a different At conversation. Places, really, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a different conversation. Sorry, maybe
0: I, may, maybe I should say the VIP yeah. room or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But once you've given someone <laughs> that pass, it's hard to take it back, isn't it? It's yeah. hard to go, oh. no, you
1: can't now. It's so warm. It's so nice and warm.
0: I like round bellies. I think bellies are... I think there's something...
1: Uh, it has got to be a bit of give. Have you ever had tummy access to someone who's got a six-pack? Because it's weird. It's like... No offence, all bodies are great. Yeah, all bodies are perfect. All bodies are great. You, you all bodies that are like treks. freakishly hard nuts are grey. It's like, it's like trying to snuggle a nut, <laughs> like a solid, like a tree yeah, or a uh, nut. I, yeah, it needs, there's got to be some give there. If not, lots of lovely give. Mm, lots of lovely Inches give. Inches
0: yeah. of give. I agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you said before there are people in your... Life
3: that have now banned you talking about Mm. them. Have you had that as well? I I overheard that. I was like, ooh. You know, I don't normally talk about my parents ever on stage. But I started doing this like a joke about my mom. But she was like, I loved it. Keep going. (laughs) Great. (laughs) She felt very seen by it. Because my dad does just kind of give us treats and run around. And my mom's like, you know, doing all the hard, hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I think I run things by my boyfriend before I talk about our sex life is
1: he chill Does he has he, is. Is he I mean, ever said please don't say that about
3: no it. I don't think so because he met like we, he saw me perform before we started dating so I think he kind of knew what he was getting himself into
0: oh that's an interesting
3: one isn't it yeah. because
0: if he fancies you and he's watched you on stage he's hardly then going to say are you talking about me because that's your that's your thing so he must be okay with it
3: I guess um, so yeah d- we'll see what happens <laughs> I know you, I really love him I hope I don't fuck limits. it up yeah no. yeah <laughs> Do you think...
0: I I sort of am starting to wonder if feminism needs more confessionals because I feel like this desire to be seen as perfect is sort of part of the... It's sort of part of the patriarchy almost. So, like, this online, you know, she said a thing, she shouldn't have said the thing, let's all go after her. I'm like, it's all a bit, like... It feels patriarchal to me. It feels like... We have high standards, impossibly high standards that must always be met. We must all be perfect all the time. I'm like, I don't know that that's serving feminism. No. And I think we need to start going... I'm gonna pretend to be the way, same way we're trying to now pretend on Instagram. Not less, you know, not to sort of only put out pictures of us looking beautiful. We in gotta show our, yeah. we're show our bellies. It's we, sort
3: of, like, the yeah. oh, no, we gotta show our bellies. We have access. Oh
0: no, have we got to do belly access on <laughs> no. Instagram? Well, I'm know, not going to do that. That's my confessional. Allow- <laughs> that I'm not going <laughs> to do it. that's a hard no for I'm you. I'm going to confess <laughs> to you now. I will oh. never, <gasps> never, never, never. No, I'm I. Do I, I want to say I will because it would please the crowd, but I cannot get the words out of my mouth. Totally.
1: You will never you can't see. can't even l- pretend.
0: I'll tell you what. Lying down mm-hmm. from a good angle. Totally. Sucked in. I mean, it'll all be a lie. You can see it, but you won't see the truth. I'm going to lie to you for the rest yeah, of your life. Yeah, there are different degrees
1: mine. of truth, aren't they? I'm prepared to have my tummy on a picture, stand, like... I don't know, I've, so far it's been tested like doing PE, mm. like doing handstands it often flops out mm. um, or like some types of weightlifting, like it's just there when your arms go up, your tummy's there in the video and I've done that, I don't know if I would yet allow a picture of my tummy when like if you're doing press ups, then it dangles down like a tube <laughs> and now I just have to protect I, Like <laughs> even live in the room I, think, I wonder if anybody's <laughs> looking at it dangling forward like a... T- do you know what I mean? I do you exactly ever get that? Where it just sort of... How does it do that? Like a funnel in the middle.
3: It's yeah. beautiful.
1: Is it beautiful? But I yes, find there's it a bit is of it is beautiful. <laughs>
3: oh. I'm <curious>. <laughs> <laughs> It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It, it's beautiful. We're manifesting that. I... Think sometimes I feel like there's a bit of faux confessions online. Yeah. Like you know when people post like the crying selfies and they're like, This is real. It's like, okay, sure. Like, what is that? When I'm really crying, I never think to take exactly. a picture of myself. <laughs> exactly. I never think, oh,
0: could I get a picture of this from a flattering angle and share
1: it with the world? Shouldn't be your first thought. I don't or think. your last. Or any. Like ever. That happened quite a lot in the first lockdown. In oh fairness, everybody lost their absolute noodle. But there would be people. That they're so used to like displaying their life as idyllic that they would have like this picture of their perfect home school with fucking bunting up. Then there'd be like oh, the ah! next room where they've like taken the time to retile their kitchen, like, and the next room is like, oh, and now the sunshine's in my garden. And then, like, just for a little sousent of realism, the fourth picture would be of them like, <laughs> I miss strangers. Like, what? That
0: jarred. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think what they're really weeping about is how ordered their life is and how much that's taken out of them to put up bunting in the schoolroom because they hate their own children. (laughs) They hate tiling their kitchen. They hate cooking in their kitchen. They hate their whole life. So they've taken pictures of it as if they don't hate it. Yeah. And then they've fallen apart and gone, this will make me look
1: relatable. I would love to watch a video of them just smashing up their own house.
3: (laughs) Now, I am curious what is bunting?
0: <laughs> okay. Um, okay. If
3: you, if you never ask, you'll never know.
0: Yeah. Um, have you ever met a man and thought, well, that's a lot of red flags? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What if you strung those red flags together and then the queen was having a special birthday?
1: <sighs>
0: that would be bunting. Okay, fabric
1: triangles in a row on string put up like at um, posh people's fates and fairs and in like let's face it, like white middle-class people's houses during Lockdown. celebratory events. What does
3: it say?
0: Oh, usually nothing. It's like,
3: no, it's But like got
0: flags or like... Or what pretty. is it saying to the world? Yeah, what oh, what is oh, saying? It, oh, metaphorically. It's like... It's a festival. I like the shop Kath <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It says... It says... Um,
1: <laughs> like that, with a hair flick.
0: It says, I live in Surrey and I enjoy a wine bar." Okay. Have you been... Have you seen there's a new John Lewis on the high street?
1: Yeah, don't
0: come to Kingston bunting
1: shaming. No,
0: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I knew they would have a sense of humour about yeah. it, and they did. They responded with great joy at their own bunting. So is this a bunting crowd? Oh, fully. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. We're, Just we're... give us a cheer if you love a bit of bunting. Yeah. Give us a cheer if you've got bunting. And there's someone... Someone's telling on someone. There's someone's like it's like a police state. They're like, there's bunting here. Are you a bunting? on. she's wearing some bunting. Are you a bunting queen?
1: Yeah, she's what, bowing. What are you saying? I have been
3: known to purchase. To bunt.
0: Yeah. To bunt. So can no to I ask
3: bun- can I ask our bunting expert, is it a holiday centric thing or is it year round fun? Holiday centric. Okay, well it is January. Holiday
0: centric, but what?
3: I don't have Tory parents, <laughs> just declaring. Just so you're declaring, you're listen, a, cool, a cool bunter. Yeah, yeah you can be listen, a cool bunter.
2: You're
0: no not like judgment, other bunters. No judgment for anyone who has Tory parents. Like, that is your parents. And you. if you've, yeah. if you've got Tory parents and then you've gone, I, I don't think I agree, I think that's more impressive than if your parents went, you should, you know, love everyone and share your money and you went, all right. Yeah, it's easier. <laughs> I it's a lot easier. It's a yeah. lot easier, like, to have, you know so if you've but listen your parents are liberal and you still hang bunting those things can go together yeah. oh. um,
3: they don't, contain uh, multitudes yeah
0: so it's like if it's like a school fate
3: mm-hmm. and which not, is a party Uh no What's a fee? Okay.
2: Um,
3: oh. But this is where this is where you find out I'm not just Amer- I'm not American. I'm just stupid. No, 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 no.
1: No, <laughs> no, no, no. This is a, it's meant. It's, it's like word. organized fun in a field in the English <laughs> summer.
3: <laughs> organized fun in um, a
1: field. Yeah. And they will be like, um, if you want, you can give someone 20p, and they'll give you like three hard balls, and you try and knock a coconut that's been stuck up a stick off. And if oh. you get it off, and if you get it off, you get like um maybe like um teddy. a voucher or teddy. Or it's a token. fair. It's a fair. A yeah. uh, teddy yeah. is
0: a small bear that's stuffed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just
0: suddenly thought you might not call it that. I don't know what you call it. <gasps> I'm um, I'm good. But yeah, a fate is like if it's French for like festival? Is it fate yeah. French for festival? Anyway, it's like a party.
3: party. Actively leaving the yeah. program. These yeah. can't handle me. Uh fate fate they're uh, off to a fate two,
1: they've two, just remembered yeah. they need to arrange a jar full of sweets so that they know exactly how many is in uh, yeah
0: <laughs> that's something you do at a fate you'd put you guess in how many items are in a jar 325 hey. sweets in a jar and then people have to guess what number they think and the one who guesses right wins
1: I got it
3: Simple. it's always a savant 72 yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: There this there is go. I already told you there were 325 Yes, <laughs> <laughs> 72 so I'm just like you're way off you're way off <laughs> you do not win that jar of sweets i'm so sorry you do not win the jar of sweets jessica foster cute you've got anything to plug
1: yes i'm doing um a few more last ever shows of wench at the soho theater in london <gasps> so from, good if you haven't seen it um thanks deb's from the 8th to the 11th of march and then one last ever wench where i'm filming it in bristol with brilliant jen brister another regular on this podcast on the 29th of March at the Tobacco Factory in Bristol. We'll be filming both our shows back-to-back, so you'll get, like, two shows in one night, and we'll have a big party fun night. After.
0: Amazing. So both of those sound delightfully accessible from Kingston. Um, <laughs> you could either jump on the train... Jump on the train to go to the Soho Theatre, yeah. or I don't know how to get from Kingston to Bristol. If I wanted to get there, I wouldn't start from here, but... <laughs> It is. I'm sure for that for that night out, you could rent a room in Bristol, couldn't you? Um, get a room. Catherine Cohen, yes. tell us what would you like us to do, follow, hear about, listen to, go see.
3: Well, I'm so excited. I'm doing my first ever UK tour. Woo! Excellent. And? Starting Wednesday. So please tell your friends to get tickets. I'm going to Norwich, Leeds, Manchester, Birmingham. Brighton. Brighton, Glasgow, and London. And uh, if you follow me on Instagram, at Cat C. Cohen, you can link in bio, baby. Or Google it, you know. But yeah, please come see me. I'd love to see you, each and every one of you there. Woo! So,
0: Cat uh, uh, with a C, and then C. Cohen. Yes. Um, and are the, is the closest show to Kingston, London?
3: I assume. Which... I don't know where I am, but. Okay.
0: <laughs> Did anyone hear a town that was closer? Uh, what's your London venue?
3: The London shows at Hackney Empire. Oh, on Friday,
0: on Friday this Friday, Friday night, baby. Yeah. Oh, so guys, we should left. all go. Can I go on Friday, Tom? Don't know. He's got the diary. I don't know. Um, I'll have to look and see if I really want to go and see that Hackney yeah. Empire. is Such a fantastic venue. So why don't we all go together on Friday night? Uh, are there any tickets
3: left for Hackney Empire? Yeah, there's a few tickets left, and I'll have my piano player with me, so lots of music and fun. Me yeah that'll be fantastic okay enjoy um, and could you just say the date
0: because when you say Wednesday oh right,
3: February first the tour starts in Norwich February third is the hackney show in London. great and
0: check out catherine cohen 's website for more dates and details. also listen to her podcast uh, watch her uh, Netflix special. Uh, follow her on the socials. Oh, yeah. Just generally, get do involved. Get involved. Get involved. <laughs> Be part of my community. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Be part of the Catholic. If you go to New York, check out Club Coming. Uh, she has a regular night. Um, you have been an absolutely wonderful audience, Kingston. Thank you so much. Can I have a huge, huge round of applause for my incredible co-pilot, Jessica foster Q? My wonderful guest, Catherine Cohen. Woo-hoo! Everyone here at the Rose Theatre. Sorry we've run over a tiny bit. Thank big thanks to the staff of the Rose Theatre. Woo-hoo! And of course, a huge round of applause for Maria and Athene. <laughs> Is it <Anthony? laughs> Athene? Athene! Um, Maria and Athene, did was it in fact for you? They left.
1: I thought they'd piped down. What happened? Really funny. That's Do really you know, funny. when did they leave? It wasn't for them. Oh no, she had an asthma attack. Oh no. This keeps taking such bad turns. Oh
0: wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope she's okay. Was that Athene that had it? Oh, my God, I'm so sorry they were the stars of the show. I did think they were quieter. <laughs> oh, no, I hope she's all right. Okay, all right. Um, will that reached us. A... hell. <laughs> okay, good night. That reached a phenomenal peak. We were really peaking there. Laughing, cheering, filling the spirit. Listen, guys, thank you so much for coming out and fighting the patriarchy with us, one joke at a time. Uh, We've got more shows coming up and we've got uh, loads of podcasts to listen to. It would really help us if you could rate, review and subscribe, even if you've done it before. You can do it for every episode. Uh, Give it five stars. And if you could share it, tell people about it on the WhatsApp groups, on the socials, we'd really love that. Or even with your face to a human... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, can I just also say a big round of applause uh, for Jonquil, who does our Patreon. She's absolutely amazing. She's a audience <laughs> type. She's a Surrey local. That's right. Do you have, do you have bunting, Jonquil? Not, Not this week. Okay. <laughs> when we come back, next time we come back to Kingston, we'd love to come back. Uh, could you do some bunting for the stage? Yeah. Just, yeah. Thank you very much. You have been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Frances White, guest host Jessica Foster and our very special guest, Catherine Cohen. The recording energy was grunted in the infra Music was by Mark Hobbs. The producer was Tom Selitzky from the Data Shop. Thanks to Rachel Croft and Gina DeCio, Zainab Mohammed and everyone at the Rose Theatre. Got all for all of you for listening, for more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com Thank you so much, everybody. We have been the Guilty Feminists. I've been Deborah Francis White. Good night. (laughs) Do you think that was the patriarchy that I just stepped on? (laughs) Because if it was, I smashed it. Oh, something's crackling underneath my foot. Oh, something interesting is going on there. We'll explore it. Is there, a, is there a man in the house? And it just shout out if you if you're a cisgendered man. It's all right. It's not it's not a witch hunt. Just
2: exp-
0: if you could just investigate what goes on there, what went on there while we do feminism. Make yourself useful. Seriously, if you're if you're a man, just give us a cheer. Excellent. Lovely. The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from Acast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time.